0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guests by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlet and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Hey everybody, this is Marnie Sledberg. Welcome to another edition of Marnie's Friends and today we are talking with our guest Jamie Skull Teddy of Upscale Your Business about how to do just that, upscale your business. And we're going to be focusing in on the magic is systematizing. Our guest today is going to help you discover how to systematize your website, prospecting, marketing, consultation, selling, onboarding, hiring, and growth. And Jamie Skulls Teddy is our guest. She's the owner of Upscale Your Business, a company providing executive level virtual assistance and social media marketing services to solopreneurs, professional coaches, and consultants. You can learn more about Jamie and what she does over at com. Welcome to you, Jamie.
1: Thank you so much, Marnie. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Well, and it's great to have you. And I remember we had a conversation a while back, and it was just so amazing to hear what you do and how you do it and, and how you help people to really um, – there is so much to do. <laughs> and what you do is you really <laughs> help people get very – focused and organized in on the most important things and then on getting those most important things done. So I just love what you do and how you go about it and excited to share you with our audience today and you guys are going to love Jamie again, her website, upskillyourbusiness.com. Well, maybe what you can do to begin with is just describe for us what an actual virtual assistant is What for those of that maybe aren't aware of that.
1: Sure. Uh, so a virtual assistant is someone who will, you know, do your, uh, your business tasks, your social media, anything that you can think of that a regular office assistant would be doing for you inside the office. Uh, the only difference is that we're virtual. And we don't work for, let's say, a boss. We have clients. And so we work for clients all over the world. And we help them to manage their business. To, um, and, you know, there's task-based virtual assistants where you give them a project and you give them steps to do and they'll take care of that. And then you have other level of virtual assistant like executive level, which is where I would fall in, uh, where I can look at the big picture for my client's business and really um, help them to get from point A to point Z uh, in in every aspect of their business, whether it's systematizing or the marketing to try to get more business. And I do help my clients to get uh, more business in the door and more business is more money. So.
0: Is that yeah, and there are some real advantages enough. to um, working with a virtual assistant. First of all, you don't have to rent office space if you don't want to. Uh, no. If it's just you and a team that's working virtually already, this is a great way to upscale that. As well as um, when you work with a virtual assistant, it's not like hiring an employee. You don't have all those laws and things that apply to that as well. Are there any other things no. that come right to your mind, Jamie, of advantages of working with a virtual assistant?
1: Well, yeah, we pay our own taxes, Uh, we take care of our own health insurance, so all of those kind of, you know, extra benefits that you have to pay as an employer are are not part of that, Um, you know, there's benefits to being a virtual assistant in that, you know, we take time off when we need to and it's it's more of a client relationship more than an employer relationship but yeah for the business owner it's it's of such great benefit because you really you're paying for the services that you need and the time that you need to free up for yourself um, and to get stuff done I mean it's really for people who um, you know you ha- most of my clients have their special gifts let's say they're coaches and consultants and so they have their gifts that they want to share with the world they don't want to be spending their time figuring out how to use you know Twitter and LinkedIn to find more business they just want to serve their clients and so we kind of help mm-hmm. take that off, off of their plate
0: Hmm. I'm sure that you who are listening, who are speakers and authors as well, are thinking, oh, my goodness, that would be so wonderful. <laughs> I didn't write a book, so I could become a publicist, but that's what I've become. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah right. exactly. Okay, we can so, even
1: help you to get, you know, speaking gigs if you're a speaker. We can help you to sell yeah. your books if you're an author, you know, so all of that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Okay, so you and I are soulmates when it comes to systematizing. We love, uh, we were talking right before we came on the air that you've got everything in bullet points today, and I'm like, I think in bullet points. That's how my brain works, too. So those of you who are listening and are more story-oriented, just hang with us. Your business, this part of your ministry, can really be um, maximized by using a system. And, Jamie, you are the girl. You are the system girl. You think in systems, and what you do is you like to simplify things to help people understand how to get the biggest bang for their time buck, their money buck. And um, when it comes to websites, which is where we want to start, I think that all of us kind of, you know, have, have a website. And now when you say systematize the website, what do you mean by that? Uh, what goes into systematizing a website that would help it to build your business?
1: Right. Um, well, let me, let me frame this conversation as we jump in here. I just want to kind of put, you know, the word systematize might be a little bit overwhelming for people, so I, I just want to break that down. I always think of systems as a routine, a process that you do. Um, and so, you know, we have our wake-up routine. You put your feet on the floor. You hop in the shower. You walk your dog. You make your coffee. That's a routine. So it's a, like I say, rinse and repeat. It's actions that you take again and again, over and over again. Um, and I believe in documenting. You know, once you have a system that works, write it down, put it into an operations manual, which is what I suggest. Now, as far as your website, so the system regarding your website is really a, a matter of laying the foundation. So um, there's, it's pretty much this is a one-time process, and, and I'll talk about some of the elements that I suggest that you know, everyone with a website make sure that you have these elements incorporated. Um, and so there's some elements that may be missing, or should be missing from your site and I'll talk a little bit about these things that you know have made a difference certainly in my business and for the clients that I work with so these are the things that I recommend so you know if you're a service provider as opposed to selling a product let's say um, I suggest that you don't have your pricing on your website um, and I have I have my reasons why and I'll just touch on those very quickly uh, if your prices are what someone considers to be too low They're not going to have faith that you would be the one to help them. And if your prices are what someone else would consider – too high, they would wonder why you have the nerve to charge whatever it is that you, you feel you're capable of charging. So immediately people will get to your site, because they're going to look for your pricing. That's what they want to know. And if they, can't, if they find it one way or the other, they're probably going to click off. And the truth of the matter is you'll never know that they did that, and you'll never know why they did it. So that's the one thing I say you know, should not be on your site. Unless you're selling a product, I, I really do believe that. Um, the other thing that should be there... Things like testimonials, I'm always amazed that there's a lot of people out there who don't have testimonials or they don't have, I see their LinkedIn profile has recommendations, but they don't have those as testimonials on their website. So make sure you're taking your recommendations and putting those on your, and that's from LinkedIn, make sure that those are testimonials and vice versa. Um, You also might want to have things like success stories or case studies. People really do relate to seeing someone else Uh, where they currently are and how they were able to overcome their challenges. Um, Another thing to have on your website would be, you know, something that describes who your ideal clients are um, and how you help them specifically. So um, things like, you can put questions in there like, can you relate to this scenario in your life or your business? Um, Or does this sound like you? Or are you interested in working with us? Well, here are some things that you should know and a little taste of what it's like to work with you. So maybe have a little description. Um, You know, we tend to use our About page as just a a quick bio about us, and that's it. But what else can you highlight there that your ideal clients would want to know? Um, So those are the things you can incorporate there. Um, I suggest an opt-in, or what other people call a freebie, where people can give you their email address and name and and download something that you have of value. Uh, The other thing I suggest is to have, if you have stuff like this, especially if you're a speaker or an author um, and you've been, you know, similar to what I'm doing right now, I'm giving an interview, so I have a page called Featured On. And those could be all of your media mentions anytime you've been interviewed or anything like that. Keep it in one place. Keep everything there. Um, the other thing I suggest is to have a system, a signature system. For example, I have a system called, it's a seven-step client attraction system. And I outline what those steps are right there on my website so that people can really understand how I take them from, you know, like I said, point A to point Z. So if you have a system, that's a very desirable thing. And also very important, I feel, is a needs assessment form. So, and this is how you can identify whether your website visitors or your prospects are a good fit for your business. So a lot of times people have just a contact page. Contact me. Fill in my little, you know, form. Give me your name, address, and put a comment in. But I say take that a step further. Have a needs assessment form that addresses their, you know, their concerns, their challenges, and. Um, and then have that needs assessment form lead them directly into your scheduling link. So I, that's the other thing that I recommend as far as a website system is to have a scheduling link rather than just the contact me page. And, again, I suggest your needs assessment form leads them directly into that next step. So it's all in one fell swoop. So those are my bullet points about how to systematize wow. your about laying the foundation. It's not so much a system but laying that foundation for the rest of the systems to come.
0: Right. Well, this is so great. And I know as you were going down, you know, I was j- jotting them down and, and starting, you know, okay, this could be better, this could be better. And for those of you who haven't started yet, that list could be kind of overwhelming. Or you might be like, yeah. oh, my goodness, I only have two of those going so far, which is where <laughs> Jamie comes in. It can really help you <laughs> to get this systematized. And, you know, it is a lot of work, isn't it, Jamie? I mean, to, to try to set this up so it can really work well for you day in, day out, it's a lot of work.
1: It is. It is. And, you yeah. know, and I discovered all of this by having to build my own business. So I know what it's like. You know, I started as a virtual assistant. I thought, you know, I'm just going to have people flock to my website and that's that. It doesn't work that way. So, you, you know, you try different things. And what I've learned for my business, I'm able to share with my clients and then implement it for them.
0: That is so cool. We're going to take a break here in just a few minutes, but before we do, I'd like us to start us into the next category, which is sure. how to upscale your business by systemizing your prospecting. And yep. coming from a sales background, prospecting is not the part where you're actually doing the selling. We're going to talk about that later, but this is the part where you're just helping find people who are interested in you or fi- helping people who are interested in you find you. So go ahead and just start us into this a little way. Sure. Sure. Um, so
1: we're going to talk about how to attract, inspire, and invite your ideal clients to visit your website to learn more. So they're not at your website. It's now getting them there. So the first thing is to define who is your ideal client. And I know most people want to say, not just uh, they just say anybody with a credit card, anybody willing to pay me, right? But that's not it. So you really want to get very clear about who your ideal clients are, and you want to think about those dreamy clients that you love working with and describe that. Um, and you can find your clients using social media. You know, for me, it's, uh, like I said, coaches and consultants. So I do all of my marketing is directed towards, uh, towards those audiences, and especially using LinkedIn. That is one of my favorite places to play and, and most effective, quite honestly. And speaking of LinkedIn, I suggest uh, one of your systems is to join groups that have your ideal clients as members. Um, and the key there, not just to join the groups, but to share your content within those groups. Answer questions, post your articles, link everything back to your site. Don't give everything in your article. You know, post a little bit and then have a click here to read more. The object is to get them to your website. Um, I suggest us also in LinkedIn, keep your headline updated. Change it out. Swap it out every now and again. Um, and your headline is the thing right under your picture on LinkedIn. And I suggest that you have... You Tackle three things in your headline. State your area of expertise, define who you help, and outline the benefits or the transformation that you provide. Um, Also, make sure that you're responding to requests to connect. So people who request to connect with you on LinkedIn, um, a lot of times we just accept it and move on. I say take that opportunity. If you think there's somebody good um, to take this conversation a little bit further, send them a, a little note and say something about their uh, profile that was interesting to you, and then share a little bit about what you do and uh, let's see the last bullet point here I know we're going to break so um, and that is to document your emails your scripts, your templates, all of your step by steps um, in an operations manual that's that's what we recommend uh, is to document everything so when you have a script that works on LinkedIn, you know put that in your operations manual and just edit it as you need to as the as it as it's designed uh, you know to to address your clients' needs.
0: Oh, fantastic. We're actually going to come back and touch on a few of these a little bit more before we go on. But don't go away. We're going to have a little break, and then we'll come right back, talk about prospecting, marketing, and consultations. We'll be right back. Next time you need an awesome speaker for your Christian women's event, visit womenspeakers.com. The number one online meeting place for women's ministry event planners at Christian women's speakers featuring nearly 1,000 speakers from every state, denomination and fee range, some near you. Womenspeakers.com has been connecting speakers and event planners since 2002 and is the largest online directory of its kind in the world. Listings include topic ideas, references and contact information so you can reach out to the speaker of your choice the moment you find her. It's fun, and free to search. There are no middlemen or hidden fees, and it's available to you night and day, so you can find your next speaker in the minutes you have. Next time you need a great speaker, visit womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Hey, it's Marty and Jamie. Welcome back to you. We're talking today about upscaling your business, the magic of systematizing. And our guest today is Jamie Speltetti of Up scaleyourbusiness.com. Jamie before break we were talking about prospecting, how to attract, inspire and invite your ideal customer to come to your site to get involved with your uh, business, with your ministry, whatever it is that you are sharing your writing, your speaking. And one of the things that you ta- you really uh like LinkedIn. Can you tell us why that's such a great uh, site for you?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, it's a really great site to drill down on exactly who your target market is and, and to find them. Um, you know, Facebook has algorithms to find people based on demographics and maybe a job title, but this is LinkedIn really does provide a way to you know get directly in front of your target market. So whoever that is, um, you know, and I know a lot of my clients when they first come to me, they don't, they're not sure who that target market is. Um, so it's it's really about defining and again I say, you know, find your dreamiest client and describe who they are, what they do <laughs> and all of that. And there's so many different options on LinkedIn. I mean, we don't have the time to get into a lengthy conversation about it, but again, if you're in the, involved in the groups that have your target market. I'll give you a quick example. So I'm a virtual assistant. Of course I belong to virtual assistant groups on LinkedIn and they're helpful. There's always some good, you know, good content there. But I would say the majority of the groups I belong to are coaching groups you know people where i know that they're hanging out in there and i can share my content there and i can provide value by jumping in on a a, a discussion and maybe offering my advice and so for that reason alone i mean linkedin there's so much more i could say about it but just right there just be able to get right in front of your target market directly and speak to them
0: and speaking of that, let's, talk, let's go ahead and talk about systematizing the marketing. You know, one of the phrases that you used earlier is, is do and document. You know, so you, you actually start this process and then you take notes about what works well. What, what are you going to keep doing? When it comes to marketing, how do you systematize that?
1: So, um, so marketing is really about, as I say here, positioning yourself as an expert in your field and someone that your ideal clients, again using the word ideal clients, can come to for help. So, and one of the most effective ways to do this is actually using a blog. And I know a lot of people don't understand the value of having a blog. You know, a lot of times people will post a blog article, and you know they may post it on the social media platforms once, and people will flock to it. Maybe a few. And then that's it. And I like to say, you know, it kind of dies on the vine at that point. Um, There's really not much else that can be done. It's posted. It's there. And, you know, and sometimes people come back to your post, but it's, you know, outdated. It's something from 2002, you know, that's sitting on your blog. So one of the things that I say about that is, you know, make sure that your blog content is evergreen. And I suggest to remove the dates from your posts. Because going back to the main topic here, blogging is really going to be the key to getting people to, Go to your website um, because you're going to be providing them with the kind of information that they're seeking, even if they don't know they're seeking it. So imagine that they're on LinkedIn and they see your article that speaks to exactly their pain point. Hopefully, they'll click into that article and go to your website. And again, this is where I stated earlier: don't post your entire article. Don't don't give away every single thing. Oh, don't give away every single thing right there on. Uh, in your post put a link back to your site and say you know if you like what you've read so far then click here to read more and that is the goal is to get them there Um, and it also adds to your image as a professional who is competent and knowledgeable so how do we get people to your website to read your blog that's the next question and I'm pleased to answer that so the way that we do it is right So the way that we do that is we create excerpts for our clients, and I I like to affectionately call that blurbs. So it's blog blurbs, B-L-U-R-B-S, or excerpts, with a link back to the article. So it could be just a short sentence or even a paragraph that just gets them, again, to click here to read more, learn more, find out how we fix this, find out this. You You want to just get them with that kind of hook. And then the very key to all of this is, to have a call to action at the end of every single article on your website. And it could be different calls to action. It doesn't have to be the exact same one, but a call to action is just that. What is the next step? So if you liked what you read here in this article and you'd like to take this a step further, um, you can then lead them into the next step, whatever that is. And it could be, uh, for example going and filling out your needs assessment form. Or maybe it's just a direct link to schedule a call with you. Or maybe it's a, if you love this article, I have this really great freebie you can download. Here's the link to that. So call to action, very important. It's what steers them toward their next step in consulting with you. And also it hopefully will then steer them to the next step in working with you. And let's see, you can also share... um, you know, your newsletter, or anything of value for your subscribers, so it could be your favorite radio show, you can talk about that in a blog. And there's great ways of finding content. If you, have, if you struggle with that, there's lots and lots of ways to find content or have somebody else write it and then you edit it. Um, but a blog is so important. And I say here also about the marketing is to grow your audience on all of the platforms, the major platforms. Uh, you know, Instagram is not for everybody. Uh, i don 't even play on instagram it 's my business is not a visual type of business, but you know I post on you know you 're posting anyway. I post on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and I will just make a comment about twitter i don 't love it. I always tell my clients it 's not to me it 's kind of um, not really my most relevant place to play. I like LinkedIn personally, but I say it is a party people are there. Your ideal clients are probably there as well. And if you're posting to LinkedIn and Facebook, you might as well post to Twitter as well. Um, and also keep in mind, if you only have three followers on Twitter, you're only going to have three people who ever get the chance, by chance, to read your content. So you want to be growing, growing your audience. Um, and you want to measure your metrics. So that includes Google Analytics, You want to also check in on your newsletter opt-ins, how many people opted in, how many people opened your latest newsletter. And I say here, consistency and visibility, or consistency plus visibility equals marketing success. So it really is the the two components make up the marketing success. So those are my bullet points on the marketing (laughs) system. Wow.
0: Yeah, he's covered so much ground here in such a little while. Thank you so much for doing that. So sure. when you go back to it, marketing, your what you're what I'm hearing you say is that the blog is, is really your kingpin. You've got a lot of other things going yeah. on, but yeah. the blog is really a how to generate content, b how to look um, become become the expert on your subject, become known as the expert on your subject, and then C, how to get people to really come um, using the excerpts and. Even in these uh, LinkedIn groups and different places, when you do when you do excerpts like on Facebook or Twitter, let's say uh, LinkedIn would be in a group. Do you do ads? Do you do posts? How do you how do you do that? Photos? I do as a
1: post, and sometimes they have a photo, and sometimes they'll populate automatically with the photo. So you just put your link in, and it will actually pop populate the um, with the image that's on the blog right on, let's say, LinkedIn is, is great for that. Um, and there's different services. Like there's Hootsuite where you can pre-schedule your posts, um, and there's also Meet Edgar, which is actually my preferred platform over Hootsuite. Um, Hootsuite is free, and Meet Edgar costs some money, but um, it's a great platform because with Hootsuite it doesn't populate the images. Um, it's not consistent. Sometimes it pops in, sometimes it doesn't, but with Meet Edgar it does. Um, but, you know, you're – I just want to touch on this too, the, talking about blogs and how important they are. Um, what, I've, what I've done in the recent years has been really to write content that speaks to a problem that a client was having and that we solved you know, the difference that that made. Um, so with telling a story, if you think of it from a story point of view, um, and also speak in bullet points, you know, make, make bullet points, make them bold, and then just expand on those. Because people really, their eye just kind of catches, they want to pick up whatever they can pick up. You don't want to make it too lengthy. You want to break up the content with either images or, Um, you know, bolding your statements and then just expanding on those. And people can read them if they choose to. But they they come to get something quickly. And then hopefully they'll learn enough that they'll want to take the next step, which is your call to action.
0: Mm. That's awesome. Such great content. Talk about, okay, systematizing consultations. First of all, how do you use a consultation and then systematizing it? I'm sorry, and then what? Consultations. How do you use a consultation and then how do you systematize it?
1: Okay, yeah. So um, so I'd say that there's ways that you can actually get people to be really interested in working with you even before you ever get to speak with them. Um, and we're going to go back to what I talked about in the beginning on your website. That is a needs assessment form. I can tell you that when I implemented a needs assessment form probably a year or so into my business, it really did change the whole dynamic, and it made consultations a lot easier um, to have a conversation, but also to... Um, highlight to your prospects exactly how you can help them. So again, this is before they even get to speak with you. So I say that you have your prospects walk through a little bit of a process by answering some key questions or agreeing to some statements. So in this way you're able to demonstrate that you'll be able to ha- help solve their most pressing problems. So I have, a, for example, on my needs assessment form, I have about either 12 or 15 different statements. and they're mostly comprised of, you know, what my clients have reported to me, why they came to me in the first place. You know, things like, I've reached a level of success I'm proud of, but I'd like to take it to the next level. And what I say at the beginning is, please check. I say, what is going on in your business that tells you support is an order. And then here's the key phrase, check all that apply. So every one of these 12 to 15 statements – has a checkbox next to it, and my hope is that as they're, clicking, as they're reading through, they're just click, click, clicking, and that they can relate, because by the time they get to finishing just that little checklist, which is only a portion of the needs assessment, they're like, oh, if she could help me to solve this, it would really make a big difference in my life and my business. Um, I really can't wait to speak with her. And that's the experience that you want your prospects to have. So, you know, again, having just a contact me form on your website where they just fill in their name and email and that's it uh, isn't really going to help them to identify that you're going to be the one to help them. Um, And then the next step in the system – oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, right now we've got a Bible Study Expo coming up, which is an annual event for uh, Bible Study participants and coordinators and leaders and also book authors. For women, and so what we did this year is we added a little teeny one of these, which which is just being really fun for people. So before they register for the opportunity to win free books at the expo, we just say, what is your current uh, what is your current level of participation in the Bible study? We just give them four choices. You know, are you attending, one leading one, coordinating some, or do you prefer to do them on your own? This has really generated mm. some fun. I think like what you say, yeah. there's some buy-in that happens right there in that moment. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm part of this bigger thing. That's yes. happening. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah,
1: and I think it also gives. Like, I like filling out forms. Maybe that's the methodical system of uh, systematizing <laughs> in right? me. Um, I like to fill out forms, and I like to know that the that when I'm filling out a form, that it's resonating with me, like, okay, I'm going to get something from this because I'm really being very diligent in how I'm responding. My needs assessment is, is quite lengthy because I'm trying to get a big picture of what are they currently sure. doing in their business, you know, so it's it's not a brief form. I tell people, please plan on spending 15 minutes, but there's value in any length of form for any business. So you just have to determine what, what's going to get, you know, your client, your potential client to that next step and knowing that you can help them. So, um, Good. then. The other part of this, you know, is, again, before you even speak to them, is if you have, you can have a system for this. I mean, there are, there's plenty of programs out there, and I can give you plenty of them, but where you actually confirm the appointment, you let them know also. You outline your intentions. What is the discussion going to be about? You know, what are we going to discuss? How are you going to get me there? Um, You know, what is this consultation going to look like? So I send out, like, a little outline of this is what you can expect. You know, I also kind of give them a little bit of homework in my... Pre-consultation, um, you know. Thank you for, for scheduling your call. Here's the date and time we'll be speaking. Um, here's a few things you can review in the meantime. You know, so I, I send them to specific areas of my website that I want them to take a look at. Usually, it's my about page, uh, and and I usually will send them to a case study for one of my clients. And and I say, remember to ask me during the call how we were able to get this result for this client. You know, so it's it's a little bit of homework, and it leads them exactly where they need to go. So again, before they even speak to you, they kind of excited you know what is this conversation how is this going to go so um let's see here the next is conducting your consultation and please marnie cut me off if we need to take a break um i just have a few points here
0: let's yeah let's finish that one and then we'll take a break okay
1: okay so conducting your consultation so i'm just going to run through some questions that you can ask that we're you know hopefully make a difference in in the conversation and how it goes so some of the things that i use when i speak with people are you know what are you hoping to get out of the discussion today you kind of want to have the framework of what is what what they want to get out of this. I mean, hopefully what you want to get, if it's, if it's a good fit, you want to have, end up with a new client. But what is your client? What is this potential client hoping to get out of the call? So you want to set that up and give them the opportunity to, to state that. Um, and then, uh, let's see, what do you want to have, say, in within the next six months? You know, what, how do you want your life or your business to look in the next six months so that you can talk about that? And then I ask, you know, and why don't you have this already? You know, what's happened that's held you back from that? And then you can address that. And I ask things like, what are your concerns, frustrations, challenges, and how long has this been going on? And I ask things like, what will happen if you don't get this fixed? You know, what, what will happen if you aren't able to do this for your business? What, what do you think would be the, the outcome? Um, and then the keys to all of this is to take notes, take good notes, and then you'll be prepared to mirror back their responses. And we'll talk about that in the next section, which will be
0: selling. Fantastic. This Uh is Marnie Swedberg. We're visiting today with Jamie Scultetti of Upscale Your Business, learning about how to actually use systematizing to upscale your business. We're going to come right back and talk more about selling and onboarding. We'll be right back. What Bible study book are you going to do next? Join us for the online Bible study expo to meet the authors of this year's most recent Bible study books for women. You'll hear the stories behind each book, learn details about the studies, including how many weeks each is, how much study time is required, and things like that. Plus, have the opportunity to win free Bible study books being given away every 20 minutes all afternoon. It's 100% free and online at BibleStudyExpo.com. That's www.BibleStudyExpo.com. Welcome back. This is Marty. You're joining us today for Upscale Your Business with guest Jamie Scultetti of upscaleyourbusiness.com. We're talking about systematizing. We're ready to go into how to systematize your selling. So, what is the difference between marketing and selling?
1: So marketing is actually getting people to be interested to raise their hand. You know, your intention here with the marketing is to get people to be interested enough to raise their hand and want to you know, take it a little bit further. So you're just kind of marketing to their needs. What is it that they need and how, how can you help to solve that? Um, the selling is actually you know, trying to have them see enough value in wanting to take it to the next step, how they can you know, pay you to work with you and, ha- and achieve the results that they're trying to achieve so it's it should not be thought of as a you know as a tactic or anything smarmy i mean i you know when you hear the word selling it's you know it kind of feels yucky you know i i personally i also still you know I still struggle a little bit with the sales process because you know I just want to be i want to be liked you know and i don't want to put any pressure on people you know so um selling can be a, a difficult thing, but if you you know do it in a in a compassionate way uh you know people will hopefully just want to flock to you and want to work with you and make it so (laughs) that it's not it doesn't feel like it was hard you know
0: (laughs) yeah yeah right exactly i was was thinking selling is solving really so you can talk, talk 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 but if you don't take the step to actually put it into practice your problems will never be solved you'll always still be back at the thinking stage and not the action stage. So selling is where you actually yeah. get to go to the next thing. I I like the illustration of upselling in a in a retail or restaurant environment uh, where the person comes in, let's say, and orders the sandwich of the day and the person behind the tilt says, then would you like a beverage with that? That's an upsell that's so obvious. Um, yeah. It's like just the most uh, natural thing that could ever happen. Is that's obviously the next question right there is did you want anything to drink with that whereas yeah. the upsell that feels bad is when the person comes in and orders a sandwich and you say would you like a pizza yeah. <laughs> that just feels like random and like why did you ask me that and so i think with the yeah. selling process and you guys can hear this all the way through James' content here today you can hear that this whole system is flowing from you know from bringing them in having them come to know you and like you and respect you and trust you and then the, the selling step is just the most authentic for you saying, let's get you actually solved. Let's not keep you in this ideation stage. Let's get this going for you. So how do we systematize this part, this selling point?
1: Yeah, and actually you just reminded me of something, so I just want to touch on this. this. This was not planned, but, you know, I offer different packages. So I have, you know, about three different ways of pe- that people can work with me. So really the consultation process is really for me to determine what I think will be the, uh, the best fit. Now, a lot of times I will give my potential clients when I send a, a, um, a proposal – I'll give them everything. Here's everything you can review and you can decide for yourself. But this is the one I would recommend, you know, based on our conversation. So not everything is going to be just the perfect fit, but it's, it's going to be up to them to make that call. But that's part of the consultation. That's part of the fun of it is like, you know, especially if you have different packages and uh, different ways of working with people. Um, so, uh, so we'll get right to this here. So, how to you know craft your proposal and close a sale? Um, you want to mirror back to them. And we talked about this as the last bullet point was to take notes. Uh, I take very diligent notes, and I mirror back their responses. So I say things you know like, okay, you mentioned this. So you mentioned you were having a struggle in you know connecting with your target market, and so I will say you know okay, so it sounds like we need to. You know, figure out ways of connecting with your target market. Let's talk about your target market. Here are some suggestions of how we can accomplish this. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of clients who come my way and they say, you know, I'm, very, I'm just not organized. I don't think in the way that you think. I'm not systematized. I don't have these things. Like, I don't want to. It's not something I want to do. So <laughs> I right. uh, We have a solution for that. So, you know, there's pretty much a solution for wherever they are. And you want to just mirror that back to them. Here's where you say you are and here's the bridge that will get you to to where you want to be. So, then you can say things like, "And based on what you're telling me, if I can help you to lay out a plan of action that will, you know, bring clients to your website and have them take action to hopefully consult with you, you'd be excited to have that, right?" And, you know, you want all of the responses to be yes. You want them, you know, this is going to sound smarmy, but you do want to have them conditioned to saying yes, you know, yes, that sounds, that's right. You're correct. You're on the right path. You're on the right track. Um, and you could say, you know, if you had that, how would your life be different? And now we're going to talk about some ways to, you know, offer them a way to be rewarded for taking swift action to work with you, like now. <laughs> you know, because really, given the given the choice, people will think about it. They'll take their time, and they'll you know go away, and they'll feel like that was a great conversation. And you know, they're just not ready to take action. And you know, you can't force anybody into it. That's for sure. And you don't want to have that anyway. You want to have people who are you know really committed, and they're you know that they've taken the time to give it the proper thought, or that they know right then and there, hey, you're the one for me. Let's move ahead. Um, but I I share with you a couple of strategies. I, I mean, you may think of these as, again, like tactics, but they're strategies. And, you know, it depends on where they are in their, in their cycle with you. But um, I, I use, I have a system that I call, it's a system, I call it scarcity plus incentive. And these are all, you know, these are true strategies that really I do use and they really are true. So there, there's no misrepresentation here. But, you know, we generally only take two clients a month. Um, I have a team, and, you know, that, that's really where we fall because we're committed that we are, you know, we're all in for our clients. We want to make sure that, you know, we're dotting every I and crossing every T for them. And so we generally take two clients a month, and I let people know that, and I tell them that up front. And I say, you know, we can hold your spot, you know, even if you're not ready to start today, knowing that we only take two clients, you might want to put down your deposit, and that way you're showing your level of commitment, and we're committed to starting on whatever date you select. But you know you're, you know you're being a, an action taker. I like to kind of reward action takers. Um, and then the other is the incentive. You know again, rewarding them as an action taker. Uh, if you sign up and you decide you want to work with me, you know within a couple of business days, you know I, I will I'll offer you you know up until Friday. I'll give you, you know, 5% off from your package or whatever you want to offer as that kind of incentive. Um, And then the key to the selling I have found, and so please write this down, everybody, follow-up. Two words, follow-up. At least two times and third time would be the final. So you don't want to be a a complete pain in the butt, (laughs) but if you – you know, follow-up, it is really the key. And I have actually proven this, not just for my business, but I do this for clients where I do the follow-up for them. And, you know, when people come to you, they're in, they're in some kind of pain. That's why they've reached out, whatever that pain is. And you want to help them to resolve that. And so you're committed to that. And you're reminding them that, you know, we had a great conversation. I want to make sure that you've, you got what you came for. See if you have any other questions. Um, and it's usually at the third time where I'll say, Um, This will be my, I don't want to be a, a pest or a nuisance, so this will be the final time I reach out. So they were in pain, and then the pain kind of subsided for a little while. So maybe in between your sales conversation or your consultation to now they felt like maybe I don't need the service right this minute. And it's usually the third time where you say, you know, I don't want to be a nuisance, but I do want to make sure that, and then they're like, you know what, I really do still need you. <laughs> and that is usually the time that they say, you know what, yes, I'm ready to move ahead. So the key is follow-up. And I can tell you that my clients, before they start working with me, I would ask them, what's your follow-up system like? And they say, uh, oh, and I have, what follow-up you know, you they. Have? I responded, <laughs> I sent them a proposal, and, you know, I never heard from them. And so my experience really lends to this conversation. So again, follow up is the key. Oh, to selling. I yeah. have
0: to just I have to just tell you that when I've worked with um with coaches and and programs in the past too, that three is really a critical number. I know we hear that you need seven touches, but when you get to this yeah. point where you're actually closing a sale, three is a very important number. Don't give up just because they said. No, or wait or maybe on the first time. It's really important to follow up with that. Cool. Let's move on to onboarding. Yep. So first yep. of all, what is onboarding and how do you systematize it?
1: Okay. So onboarding is really a way of uh, you're getting your clients kind of ramped up and ready to work with you and that you're also ramping up and ready to work with them. So that it's really all about getting them into your systems. And some some people don't have any systems, but I do. I have several systems. And so you know, whenever a new client starts with me, I have a checklist, again, systematizing, of all the things that I do to get them set up in all of my systems. You know, I've got to alert my team, and um, I want to make sure that I'm putting their dates on the calendar. What is their start date? What's their billing date if they're paying monthly? If they're, you know, what is, uh, I usually put on a six, at the six-month mark to request a recommendation on LinkedIn or a testimonial. Or both. I like to collapse those two together. But, you know, at the six-month mark, I feel like by that time I've proven that I, you know, can help them. And that's the time that I feel comfortable to ask for that. Um, So that's part of the ramping up. But anyway, um, the the more important thing related to the onboarding process is to outline the information that your client will need to gather to provide to you to make getting started a cinch. You know, what are those things? I, I know with me, I, I need to request passwords and logins and, you know, which, which uh, newsletter service do you use? If you use one, I need all of the information for that. So I tell them up front, there's a getting started form. It's an online form and you're going to answer all the questions. Like I ask things in this getting started process, like who is your ideal client, if you know who that is. Um, what would they want to learn from you? I ask those kind of questions, but I tell them beforehand, please gather this information. You know, spend some time to gather it because you're going to spend a few minutes providing this information to me up front. Um, but that, this way you can just jump in and get started. And so once you find a process that works, you, you document it and you do it. So, um, I, and again, I say here, provide them with an easy way to submit it all. It's usually, for me, it's an online form, a fillable form that they can do right online. They don't have to print it out and handwrite it, scan it back in. Just make it easy for them. Um, then you create your folders and your subfolders and your email folders and all of that and keep, keep everything organized within all of your client sections. Uh, I like to send out a new client welcome kit, so I offer that as an idea. Uh, for anybody out there who has a business, I always think it's just nice, a nice touch. You know, and a, your new client kit could be something like a handbook or which outlines your business boundaries. You know, what are your office hours? Where, where when, and how to reach you? And maybe even include your scheduling link and, and remind them to bookmark it so that they can reach out to you whenever they want to speak with you. Um, and who and how to reach out when they're stuck. So if your clients are experience something in their business or life and they need your help, what, what are the resources that you can provide to them? Put that into your new client welcome kit. And for us, and this might be something to consider for anybody listening, schedule a deep, an initial deep dive session is what I call it, um, and this is a phone call, or for my business, we do this on Zoom so we can see one another. And I get to know my – I actually do my consults on Zoom, so I want to mention that. People really do get to know, like, and trust you by seeing you in video format. Um, but we schedule this deep dive session, and it's anywhere from 30 to 90 minutes. Typically, it will go the full 90 minutes and where we really flesh out exactly the steps we're going to take in working together and so that we can, again, hit the ground running.
0: So that's what I've got for onboarding. Hmm, fantastic, and you know, one of my favorite one of my favorite phrases is "Don't reinvent the wheel," which is what you're helping yes. you're helping us to understand here. That you know, once you have this uh, welcome kit, once you have the online form created, you don't have to keep creating it for every client. Uh, right. You you have the be- beauty of having a system in place, and that's really your gift that you bring to you bring to people is the ability to help them to get all this going. And when we're talking about like someone working with you, Jamie, the onboard, like do you help people come up with these? You do, yeah, you know, I do.
1: I, I yeah. If they need help with with this particular aspect, by all means, I I will jump in and offer. You know, we want to really get the big picture. So I will ask my clients. You know what are the steps that that you feel that you need to get started with your clients? You know, and because, like I said, a lot of times they come to me and they they just don't have these things figured out, and it's just not something that's been on their radar. So, yeah, and it is, again, that rinse and repeat, that, you know, not reinventing the wheel, as you said. I, I love using that phrase. You know, once you've got something that works, I mean, I started with my checklist. I call it a new client checklist. and I used to print it out. I used to cut it up. It was like a small little piece of paper that I would attach to, like, their printed-out consultation notes that I took. And I would sit there with my little pen and, you know, check off every box and like I said, I have a list, checklist of about 20 different items at least uh, that I do. And I still use that checklist today, except I've made it all electronic. I've put it into the back end of my system online. And when I get a new client, I literally set them up in my in my teamwork system, which is the program that I use, and I drop in my new client checklist. It's a template, and it just populates with all those little Checkbox things, and I just run down. And I—that's the funnest part of my
0: business—is running.
1: You know, I always want to outsource <laughs> things myself, but I'm like, I love doing this.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, this is Marty Sedberg. We're visiting today with Jamie Skultety of Upscale Your Business. We're going to come right back and talk about upscaling by systematizing your hiring and growth. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Marty, and we're visiting today with our wonderful guest, Jamie Stilpetty of UpscaleYourBusiness.com, talking about magic is in the math, it's systematizing. And next, we're going to talk about hiring, and um, this, is, this is kind of an interesting one because a lot of the people that are listening to this show – uh have small businesses, but a lot of you are solo solopreneurs, and you're like, I'm not sure this piece fits for me. But, Jamie, why don't you address, just address the systematizing part of it in case you find yourself in a situation where you are ready to hire? Um, how do you systematize that?
1: Yep. So, and again, this I'm just going to mention that I actually have a checklist in my teamwork system for hiring. So when I go through, when I need to hire a new person, and I have eight people on my team. So I've been through this process eight times so far, and, you know, hopefully we'll continue to go through this step-by-step process. Um, so things that are included in my little checklist would be, you know, to create a job listing. I usually put it as a page on my website. So I would do upscaleyourbusiness.com slash, and usually it's project-manager and that gets them to the page. It's a hidden page. It's not live, like it's not in the navigation of my site, but it's something that anybody who has the link can click on it. So I usually will create it there. And you want to be very clear about outlining your specific needs. Um, and I just gave you the link to my page so you can see what that how that's outlined. And I'll just highlight some of the key points that I that I put on that page, because um, these are very important. So I say who this position is for. So I want people to resonate, like, oh, that's me. Yep, I, that's me. And then I say who this position is not for. So I tell people, you know, I'm hiring people who are subcontractors. They come from the virtual assistant world, typically. Um, and I say, you know, if you are somebody who has a full-time job and you're just doing this part-time, this is not for you. <laughs> um who, why, you, why should you be interested in this position? What about this position is going to be like fun for the person considering being uh, interviewed for this position? And I see things like, I like to work with people who, and I have a bunch of statements that address all of those, you know, these are the types of people I like to work with. So if, if this resonates with you, it's going to be a good fit. Um, I also suggest that you have them fill out, again, an online application. Uh, and I ask questions like, what drives or motivates you? Um, what types of projects like this have you managed previously? And I also like to put in a how would you handle this scenario kind of question. So I give a little you know, client story that's happened, and I want to know how they would handle it. Um, the other thing I suggest is to give them a little bit of a test you know, you want people to jump through a little bit of hoops. I know that when I put out a job listing, I'm going to have anywhere from 35 to 50 people applying. And um, so it. and probably many of them are going to give me great responses. However, the thing that I find to be a very easy elimination process is brought about by giving them a little bit of a test. So I I have written a book myself, and I ask them to please read a particular chapter of my book. It's just a small book; it's not, you know, it's not a novel. Um, but there's some learning information in there for people who are virtual assistants, because I also do coach virtual assistants. And I say to them, "I'd like you to read this chapter from my book. Here it is in a PDF. And I'd like to, you to put it in the put in the subject line, send me an email, and respond back to me with, you know, your comments about the chapter that you've just read." But I want you to put in the subject line, I read it, or I read it. I want to know that they follow instructions. And you would be amazed at how many people don't take They'll They'll give me a whole long paragraph mm-hmm. about what they thought of it, but they didn't follow that one. Key. And for me, that's everything. I mean, mm-hmm. some people may yes. not have that kind of stickler, but in, my, in this role, I need right. them to be detail-oriented. So that's my test. <laughs> um, oh, that's
0: awesome. And we're going to move along. I know, we, yep. I know we have a lot more content here, but we're yep. running out of hours, so we're going to move yep. along to growth real quick. Did you have any last real quick point that you wanted to include on the hiring? Yep. One last thing is just to ask
1: for and check references. Do that. Do that. It's, yeah. a, it's a good idea. That's it.
0: Yeah, and, and this is also, if you guys are going into hiring for the first time, be sure to have your legal documentation all organized in this checklist so that you have everything you need. Uh, to fill out at one time instead of handing them thing after thing after thing when they come to work yeah. for you. Okay, let's yeah. talk about growth now because this is, of course, so important. We've got about five minutes here, Jeannie. Yep. So what, how do you max, maximize the growth with systematization?
1: Right. So I say for your growth, for business growth, every business needs you know, a team, uh, whether it's, you know, one person or, or five people. You need to have somebody helping you in your business. There's no question about it. Um, and I say if you have the right people on your team, so that goes back to the hiring, um, your team will help you to get things done and it will feel to you like it's on autopilot. Your marketing could be handled for you. You know, if this conversation that we had earlier about marketing and even systematizing, if it's not comfortable for you, you know, there's somebody that you should hire to put in that role um, and different roles throughout your business. But you your business success will accelerate exponentially if you're, if you're using a team or a person, whatever that looks like. And so I say, you know, imagine how it would feel to have more hours in your day to allocate to income-producing activities. So if you could focus on just that and your team were handling the rest and your growth was just happening in the background, that's terrific. Um, you can have your business systematized and op- operating optimally where your clients' needs are tended to with minimal input and guidance from you uh, in the hands of your team, again, uh, and where your social media and marketing efforts are delivering interested prospects right to your website, as we discussed, where your scheduling process is a breeze, and your pre-consultation, your consultation, and your follow-up systems are qualifying your prospects so effectively that you will never waste your valuable time speaking with people who are not a good fit to work with you. And... A virtual assistant. So we're having that conversation, and as it relates to growth, a virtual assistant, if you have the right person in the right role, or people in the right roles, um, can provide so much more, and actually bring more money to your doorstep. And we talked about that in the very beginning. You know, I have clients who have credited me with helping them to earn more income, and there's nothing more rewarding than that. I love getting their work done, but it's even more rewarding when I can help them to uh, achieve that growth. So. That's everything I have on, on that section of growth. It's really hire people and help them to, let, to help you to grow your business.
0: Right. And I think that what we've been talking about the whole time is, is a system in itself. So you have these eight points, but really if you, miss, if you miss a point or two, if you don't do any prospecting or you don't have a system set up for actually closing a sale once you get somebody interested and excited to work with you, uh, the whole thing falls apart. And you can't grow yeah. unless there's a way to actually capture what you've done here. You know, you capture the, the attention of the people who are interested in you, and then you take them through this process. So as you've been working with people, Jamie, what is the one thing that's most surprised you about people's non-systemization? What, what has been the biggest shock for you when you get in close and you look at what people are doing and what you can help them do?
1: Well, I'm actually going to say this in sort of a negative way, but for me the thing that shocks me the most is that people have found success even without having systems in place. I mean, I'm, I marvel <laughs> at that. I really do. I say, you know, wow, you know, they're, they're, they've got a, you know, they're making good income, you know, and, uh, and almost in spite of, of them not having those things in place. But I always say, you know, there's, there's definitely places to improve, obviously. You know, I mean, you really do need to have Like you said, every every cog in the wheel, everything has to be working together. And so, even though they're successful, I do believe that you know you can take it even to another level. You know, most of my clients come to me and they are already successful. You know, I don't work with people who are like you know maybe just starting out. You know, they don't have money to invest in in you know the services that we provide. So they've established themselves, and that's why I say you know I'm kind of amazed sometimes when they do come to me and I'm like, what do you got going? And you know, and I look at I have a blog post on my Website called Thirty One Common Mistakes uh, that coaches and consultants make in getting to the next level, and these are things that I feel have been overlooked. And so, although they're successful, almost in spite of not having, um, if they were to fix those things, could even take them to the level that they want to get to.
0: Oh, that's a great way to put it. And the other thing that I was thinking about there is, it's kind of like growing a church. You know, and they say, you know, once your church building is eighty percent full it's going to be hard for you to attract new people because they come in and they feel like there really isn't room here for me. And that's going to yeah. happen with your business too. You're going to hit a level where, okay, all of this chaos has been working for you, but now it's, it's all you can yeah. do to key up, key, keep up with this level of chaos. And now if you bring some systemization, you can really exponentially grow your business. This has been a fantastic hour you guys, um, this is Marnie Sledberg and our guest today, Jamie Skoltetti, has been sharing all these things with us. Jamie, if somebody goes over to your website, which is upscaleyourbusiness.com, what are they going to find over there?
1: Uh, well, they're going to if they click on. There's lots of places to click, but across the top, there's a, a place called Impact. There's a, a um, navigation tab called impact and that really lays out my seven step client attraction system and i think that will really help to, for people to understand exactly how we take them through this entire process and then some you know it's really about attracting all of your ideal clients and getting them and, and getting into your systems and so you know my business creates all of this and it will help clients to put all of this into place and ask the right questions and all of that so there's, there's a lot of information on my website. There are success stories. There are, you know, all of the things that we do. I like to say, you know, we provide virtual assistance. We also provide social media marketing, and we provide next-level strategies. And we've talked about a lot of that today. But there's even more. I mean, we've really just scratched the yeah. surface here, to be honest.
0: Yeah. And I know you have stuff going on, too. Like sometimes you have telesummits or teleseminars or different things like that going on as well, right?
1: Yes, I actually have a webinar. I think your audience would actually find it really, uh, if they liked this presentation, I think that they would really like this webinar. So if you go to upscaleyourbusiness.com slash webinar, this is an uh, evergreen webinar, so it's, it's, not actually produced, it's not actually provided to you live, but it's a recorded webinar that you know, was really popular and has been, continues to be. Um, it's not in the navigation of the site, although you would find it in the sidebar of any blog post, but upscaleyourbusiness.com slash webinar. And it's all about how we were able to take one client, just as an example, and I give lots of examples, but one client from one web, website visitor to 217 in less than a month.
0: Oh, so fun. That's I think awesome. I people will really enjoy you that webinar. Great. And you guys want to check that out? You also earlier mentioned the job listing example that you have over there. Was that yeah. forward slash job listing?
1: It's actually um, upscaleyourbusiness.com forward slash project dash manager. That should get them to be able to review that.
0: Awesome. Well, this hour has flown by Such great content. As always, Jamie, you are just a fountain (laughs) of great information. You guys ought to totally check her out. Thank you for being here, Jamie.
1: Thank you very much, Marnie. It's been wonderful. Thank you.
0: And thank you all for being here. Can't have a show without listeners. And once again, today you've put us right on the front page on number one of Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for being here. Enjoy serving you and sharing these hours with you Wednesday live at Blog Talk Radio as well as around the web afterwards at iTunes. Stitcher and multiple syndicate and partners uh, websites around the web. If you want to have the show on your site, you can do that easily. Just go to any program and click um, the button that says add this to my website. We'll see you next time. Have a great week. Bye-bye.